Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Bread and Butter podcast. I'm your host, Brecklin. I need to adjust my chair here. I'm going to lose my mind. Okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be back behind the mic. Me and Benny are podcasting together today. Usually he gets banished to another part of the house while I podcast, but he is sitting here on the couch. He has promised to be extremely well behaved upon penalty of being kicked out. Um, We're just kind of hanging loose today though. I didn't even turn the heat off. I say heat because we actually are kind of cranking the heat because it has fallen to a brisk 50 degrees here in North Carolina and we are just slogging through it, which I know is like the jerkiest thing to say because for all of my Utah friends, I know that you are drowning in snow and I'm sorry. I'm sorry that is the case. I am a little bit jealous because I I really, I don't know what it is about my personality. If it's just kind of this like chaos loving part of me, but I love nothing more than when things are either canceled or altered because of crazy weather. And I'll be the first to say I've been in like scary, like snow driving incidents and those are like not funny at all. But when things get pushed back, or altered or canceled because of snow, I could not be happier. I it just it's fun. It's like it's like when you were a little kid and the lights went out, like the electricity was lost and everyone else screamed and I was like, awesome. This is perfect. Um and <laughs> I mean, I will say as an adult, we we lost power when which hurricane was it came through North Carolina and that was not not so cool. It was definitely a low point for us. We watched Lord of the Rings. I want to say start to finish because that was the only like entertainment that we had. Even our phones wouldn't connect. We lost internet as well, obviously. Um, but yeah, a little bit jealous that you guys are kind of just getting to like cozy down and enjoy this winter wonderland. As for us, we are kind of trying to lean into the little bit lower temperatures that we have gonna make some chicken noodle soup pretend that it's a lot colder than it is um for any of my southern my southern friends my southern listeners it's starting to be that time and I know it's not even February yet it's starting to be that time where I'm starting to have actual anxiety about how hot I'm going to be and I want to know where my girls are that would truly truly rather be so cold every day of their life than be too hot because I cannot cope with being too hot. I wonder if it's like a sensory thing, like anything sweaty, any clothes like sticking to my body. I just can't handle it. And so it started to kind of warm up and I am super stressed to be super hot again. I feel like I have a little bit of PTSD when we moved here. It was just really overwhelming. I had never experienced humidity like that. I would say I probably had never experienced humidity. Genuinely, the most humid environment I'd ever been in was in like my parents' bathroom taking a shower when I refused to turn the fan on. That was the level of humidity that I'd experienced. Okay, that being said, I don't know why I decided to kick this podcast off talking about the weather. So forgive me for that, but super excited to jump into today. As you've noticed, we have not had guests on for probably a solid month. I think our last guest was Rosie Card, which couldn't have been a better one to end on. And when I say end, we're not ending. I think we have a guest this coming week. I have an interview that I'm super excited about, but I have kind of just been taking kind of a chill pill 
on the guests. It's been kind of this complicated space where, and this is probably everyone in January, I have been so overwhelmed. And, you know, I've I've had year one of the podcast. I started out no guests. Um, I kind of slowly integrated guests, went really, really strong with guests for a while. Um, we will still have guests. But I also kind of got to this place where I was like, I stopped kind of showing up as much as a host and not that everyone was like dying for my life details because I unfortunately do not have delusions of grandeur about this podcast and about the audience. Um, but I, I've missed showing up and just kind of chatting. So I would love to do more of that in the new year. And also getting guests is amazing. I, it's one of my absolute favorite parts of podcasting is getting to interact with these people that I admire so much. And we get to talk about things that mean a lot to me. Um, it's also, and this is the weirdest, I'm not trying to complain. I'm just trying to explain. It is also exhausting for me personally. Reaching out is taxing and while I'm so, so, so lucky and grateful for every guest that I've had on, and I still, like, I've been telling you guys, we we really do have, like, an amazing lineup of guests for 2023. Not taking away from that at all, but I have been kind of to the point where I'm just kind of tired. Like, I am overwhelmed, and I'm tired, and I, I know we're all just trying to get through January. So January, we just kind of, like, took a major step back with guests, and yeah, we're just kind of spending time with ourselves, just me and you this January on the Bread and Butter podcast. So thank you for still showing up and listening. It, as a podcast host, it can be kind of intimidating to be like, okay, is it lame when it's just me? And th- those, I would say that any host feels that way. Um, there can kind of be the pressure to like get these massive guests. You know, you want to grow your your following. You want to, you know, reach new audiences, it can also be like a little bit difficult for your own personal self because I don't know, not that you, I don't want to say you feel dwarfed, but you also kind of forget that you are a fun person all by yourself when you are constantly like interviewing. It's just, it's a totally different way to use your brain behind the mic and I love it. Definitely one of the best things I've ever done is learn how to interview. But in a sense, I almost feel like I kind of stopped interviewing myself. And some of my favorite podcasts are ones where I hear both, where I get to interact, you know, interact, um, air quotes in there, um, with the host, and then also kind of experience their interactions with a guest. So I would love to be bringing more of that to the Bread and Butter podcast. So yeah, thank you for showing up for kind of... I wouldn't say that it's been super consistent this this year. Um, January, like I said, zero guests and it's been kind of nice. So thank you for hanging in with me while I kind of just orient myself to 2023. And that being said, this coming week's guest, I want to say, I want to, I hope I'm not shooting myself in the foot because I want to say we're having our interview this week. And so I should be publishing this coming week is next level. Genuinely next level. Um, I'm looking this up so I don't get it wrong, but she was featured on an Oscar winning documentary. So get excited for that. I am extremely excited. She is just a treat. I, when I remember texting my dad and telling her, telling him I was going to ask her on and he was like, whoa, like, I mean, good for you. Like, go for it. But I 
could not be more shocked and excited that she's coming on. So stay tuned for that. Maybe I'll do a little announcement. I need to do better at kind of getting my stuff out on social media and telling people more about the guests because they're awesome. And I, I often just kind of publish and I'm like, oh, it's great. Come listen. But I don't do I don't do a good enough job at hyping up the amazing people that I've had on. So on to other important topics like First of all, we're going to be a little bit rambly today. I asked you guys kind of what you wanted to talk about. We're just kind of rambling all over the place. First of all, I made homemade trufu. If you're if you're new to trufu, it's basically chocolate dipped fruit. That's <laughs> that's literally it. it. I mean, it's good quality chocolate, good quality fruit. You'll find it in the freezer section. It will only cost you your firstborn child. So so incredibly expensive. I'm just here for a second to rage against, rage against the machine that has been having us buy like $9 Ziploc bags, like Ziploc bag sized bags of chocolate dipped fruit. We must be in a bad way. We must be in a bad way to be shelling over our money like that. And also don't want to be the girl that's shaming anyone for spending their money the way that you want. Spend your money, live your life, eat your chocolate covered fruit. Um... But I don't know why I hadn't just thought of like doing it myself. It it took me way too long for that to occur to me. So do I think that true fruit is a little bit of a scam? <laughs> yes, I do. The tiniest of scams, um, a very innocent scam. But ladies, men, whoever is listening, we got to stop buying into the true fruit scam. Go get yourself a bag of, I want to say they're like $4.99, pretty big bag of raspberries from Trader Joe's frozen. Melt yourself your favorite chocolate. If it's milk, we might have to have a serious conversation. But if it's dark, welcome to the club. Melt it up with a little bit of coconut oil in the microwave. 30 second increments for anyone who is new to kind of microwaving chocolate. It can be a little bit of a, of a trick. Spread your berries out on a sheet. I actually, I did a, a video of this on my Instagram and I regret doing it. I like put my berries in a bowl and then pour the chocolate into the bowl and it got too clumpy. I wish I would have like spread the berries out on like a piece of parchment paper and then pour the chocolate over. So it was more even, more almost like a bark. Um, but yeah, we need to take our power back and <laughs> be making our own true-fru because now I have this gigantic bag because I mixed, well, I mixed raspberries and blueberries and then covered it in the chocolate. I have this gigantic bag of chocolate covered berries in my freezer and I feel like such an empowered woman. So do I think it's a little bit of a scam? Yes, but I do feel like it's a scam that we can we can rectify. Okay, another thing to chat about. Does anyone else have the absolute respect, utmost respect for, um, and this is awkward because I talked so much about Instagram and social media last week, still believe it is important, still believe it is integral to business success in 2023, kind of unfortunately. Um, here is my plug. Here's my plug. I'm just here to give away to give away life advice today. So here's my plug. We got to be spending more time on Pinterest. It's time. It's 2023. We've done the Instagram thing. We've done the TikTok thing. Love them. Love them for us. But nothing is quite as healing as spending some time on Pinterest. It is still mostly like static images. I can look through pictures of cottages and geese and rose gardens and like beautiful copper kitchens forever 
I don't feel sad. I don't feel less than, which I actually will say, I, I, maybe this, I don't know if this is the exception or maybe I'm just a little bit delusional. I actually don't actually feel that sad on social media most of the time. I, I tend not to compare. Um, but Pinterest, Pinterest is the way we've got to get back on Pinterest. We need to rally the troops. We need to make Pinterest a thing again. And it is a thing actually, definitely still a thing. Even, even in the marketing world, Pinterest is still like a massive asset. Um, but I'm looking at my Pinterest right now. What is there not to love? This is the peak of social media for mental health. I'm looking at a pot of olive branches. I'm looking at um, Galentine's, oh, well, this is actually a little strange, Galentine's <laughs> line art, trinket trays. Those are actually cool. Chickpea cookie dough seems a little bit, a little bit suspicious, but I'm telling you guys, oh, this looks delicious. Borsen cheese pasta. I'm telling you guys, oh, I'm just, I'm getting distracted scrolling through my own Pinterest. Can we please like all together get back on Pinterest and just kind of dream? And maybe we are all on Pinterest anyway. I'm sure we are. But like, can we connect more? Can we like make it more social? That would be like my plea to the social media gods is to make Pinterest more social. Oh, talking, speaking of Pinterest, I am getting into square foot gardening in a big way. And I've always been a sucker for a cute garden. We're kind of starting to get to this point in our lives where we're like, okay, we would like to have a yard. Like we would like to have somewhere to have a garden at some point in the near future. And so I've been getting into, you know, gardening, gardening Pinterest searches and I can't think of anything more peaceful than being able to sit out in my own yard and work in a garden. Like, especially the cute little square foot, like, raised gardens. I don't know. Maybe we're just all, like, this must just be what it is to get older. To, like, get through, like, those early college years. And now I feel like I'm entering, like, my early 70s prematurely. And really all I want to do is sit in my backyard and tend a vegetable garden and bring in flowers for my garden and put it on my kitchen table and watch my movies at night and go on walks. That is what I want. That's all I want. And I'm so excited to have a garden. And I, I'll promise you guys, as soon as I do have access to like my own dirt, it will become my entire personality. I will make it everyone's problem. But... I mean, there are worse problems to have, right? Than like more gardens in the world. Um, so yeah, extremely excited for that. Kind of on that same topic. Just want to throw this out there to anyone in this same space. Because I know that I know that we have listeners in this same space. If you are in the time of life where you are a little bit rootless and you're not sure what's next and jobs are up in the air and housing is up in the air and even like social situations are just up in the air. You don't you don't know where you're going to be. You don't know where you're going. You don't always even know what you want. Been there. Am there right now. We're in this really kind of difficult. I mean, I don't want to make this deeper than it is, but 
it has frankly been emotionally difficult to be in the kind of a space that where we are. Trenton's about to finish a program, his his program. So we are, I say we, we're approaching it with a very we mindset. But <laughs> unfortunately, it is Trenton who has to carry a lot of this interviewing for jobs all over the United States. And we're getting to the point where we're like, okay, you know, depending on where we are, should we rent? Should we buy? Um, you know, some places you'll be paying just as much to rent as you would in a monthly mortgage. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, absolutely terrifying to think of trying to to buy. But in some in some places where we've been looking, that's the smarter option. In some places we would be, you know, renting would be the absolute only option. And, you know, we have had, you know, some options where he could be able to work fully remote. I already work remote. And so then we kind of had this question of like, okay, if we could live anywhere, where would we live? Where would we live? And like, my first thought is like, I don't know, like (laughs) Scotland or Austria, I would kill, kill to live in Austria. Um, Switzerland. I mean, yeah. Would I live abroad in a heartbeat? Absolutely. Especially after I've lived away from home for a while. I'm like, Hey, we're already out here trying to make Sunday dinner by ourselves. Let's do it in the Alps. Like, what do we have? What do we have to lose? Absolutely nothing. Um, but I mean, more than likely we'll be, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> we will, will be in the U.S. somewhere trying to figure out where that is. And if you've ever been in this space where you're like, do we want to be? I mean, obviously we are extremely family oriented. We are family people. We love our families. We were extremely close to our families before the move. Still very close to them, but... The distance has been difficult. Um, we've also kind of reached this space where we've kind of like grown up a lot. And and I don't know. It's it, it's to this point where I'm like, do I want to go? Do I want to go back to a place where I have just always been, you know, where all of most of my people are? Do I want to try to experience a different part of the U.S., kind of a different culture? Um, we all know that, you know, like Utah culture is is a little bit. It's all I've ever known truly all I have ever known until we moved. And so I feel like I am a different person and I, and I don't want to be that person. That's like, I am a new person. I have been enlightened (laughs) since the move from the motherland. That's not how I feel. I just, I had never lived away. I had never lived away from home. I never did any kind of service abroad. I didn't serve an LDS mission. I just have never done it. And so I probably feel the same way that a lot of people feel coming home from something that has just completely changed them. And we do have a lot pulling us back just because we do love being close in proximity to family. Um, But yeah, I, I have a lot of trepidation and never thought I would be that person. Um, for the longest time when we moved out here, I like I cannot tell you guys how incredibly homesick I was. So homesick, definitely battled depression. Um, there were days where Trenton, you know, he pulled me out of bed and and it was hard. It was really, really hard. And I, I mean, even things like I felt like I had, we're getting really deep into this. We're really, I really was just going to talk about, you know, feeling rootless, but I guess, I guess we're going there. Even I felt like some identity loss, you know, coming from the oldest as the oldest sister, um, had four younger siblings, was very involved in just kind of the ins and outs of their lives. 
and really kind of assumed this very comfortable place within my family of instigating a lot of fun. And that was a really happy space for me. And, and yeah, and I lost that pretty much overnight and it was really difficult. I, I didn't feel like I really knew who I was. Um, I didn't really even feel like I had much to offer society. And I know that seems dark and, and yeah, uh, maybe dramatic, but it really is how I felt. I was working from home, still work from home, had not quite oriented to working from home in a new place where I couldn't just run over from, to my mom's for lunch and then work there for a couple hours, you know, still get in like a lot of social interaction. It was extremely like socially sterile for quite some time. And we finally reached this point where, I mean, I personally am doing so, so much better in such a better place. And, and I don't, I don't know. I just have kind of grown up so much and, and I think I'm scared to go back to not the way I was before because I've always loved myself and always kind of loved the person that I am. But yeah, that's, I guess that's, I guess that's where I'll leave it. I don't really have a resolution or a point, (laughs) really even a point to that. Just, I guess, if you are feeling rootless and and you're not sure which direction your life is going to take, even which direction you want your life to take in, you know, maybe it's in a career or maybe you don't know where you want to live, been there, doing it right now. We're in the trenches. I see you. I love you. You're doing good. You're doing good. Um, Okay. I know I might get a little bit of hate for this, but I was so excited that I just could not help myself. So the episode is coming out on the last day of January. So first of all, we made it. I'm so proud of us. January is not ideal in any way. It's not ideal, but we're getting to February and I love February. I love Valentine's Day and I'm sorry for the people who hate Valentine's Day. Um, I don't want to hate you. hating Valentine's Day, but I love it. And I loved it when I was single. My mom was always the absolute cutest. She would do like pink breakfasts. We were actually, (laughs) we were actually remembering, remembering back. And like I said, she was darling every year would make like cute strawberry skewers and heart-shaped bacon and like the cutest things and always just made it fun. But there was one year and we'll always live in infamy. She made pink German pancakes or like like a Dutch baby, whatever you call it. And she put pink food dye into, you know, what's usually a very yellow, like puffy souffle almost, right? If you're if you're if you're unfamiliar. And it turned it the most fleshy color I have ever seen. In all of my time as an artist, I've never been able to mix that kind of skin tone that light skin tone (laughs) with any paint. But my mom did it perfectly with a batch of German pancakes and some pink food dye. And if you know the texture of German pancakes, you know that it's like kind of wrinkled and I don't know. I don't know, but it was almost inedible just because of how it looked. It just looked like (laughs) a pan of fleshiness. I'm sorry to put that image in your mind, but it was so funny and I laugh about it every year. I just, I don't think I'll actually ever get over it. It was just, it was just funny, but I do love Valentine's day and I will harp on this till the cows come home. Valentine's day is for absolutely everyone. Um, I don't care if you're married. I don't care if you are single. 
Um, I don't care if you don't like chocolate. Valentine's Day, I just feel like, is for everyone to feel loved and to celebrate love and to celebrate what makes you happy and what makes you feel loved. And for me, it is primarily about pink food. Yes, it is about love. Me and Trenton will always go on a Valentine's date. Um, usually involves drive throughs and movies, which is kind of just who we are as people. But yeah, I love like a pink themed meal. But let's just, let's do a little run through of what we can look forward to, a little hype session for Valentine's Day treats. Um, what is acceptable, what is unacceptable, we'll go from there. So on the top of the list of treats to acquire this February is the strawberries and cream Lindor truffles. They, I would, I would not say I'm typically a white chocolate gal. I'll pair it with like, I don't know, I'll dip, I'll dip a pretzel or two in some white chocolate. I wouldn't say I'm typically like a white chocolate girl that loves, loves that stuff. It's just too sweet for me usually, but the strawberries and cream Lindor truffles are out of this world. I'm always a sucker for a Lindor truffle. Um, when I was 12, I thought they were truly the peak of culinary achievement. I've come down a little bit since then, but I, I still will never ever pass up Lindor's. Get them. Dove, obviously. We all know Dove is the king. Dark chocolate Dove hearts will live on in my heart forever. Chocolate covered strawberries. Have you guys been seeing the cute kind of like marble TikTok, marble TikTok, marble dipped strawberries on TikTok? I might try my hand. Typically, I mean, I haven't had a lot of luck with anything marbling in the past. Does anyone remember those marbled nail tutorials on YouTube where they're like, this is the easiest thing ever. You just mix the, what was it? You like, you mix your two colors in a bowl of water, dip your feet into the bowl of water, go underneath the marbling that is now floating on the surface of the water, put your toe underneath it and you're good. You have beautiful marbled fingernails or toenails. Probably the most disastrous DIY that I ever forced my sister into was marble toenails. So I'm a little apprehensive about marbled strawberries, but they look so cute, I just can't resist. So stay tuned for that, or if you figure out how to do it, let me know. Next on the list is those, please don't hate me, those gummy hamburgers. I don't know why those always make an appearance at Valentine's Day, but I cannot pass those up. And I know they're disgusting. Like, what are we doing that we are like, oh, you know what we need in the gummy world? A burger. But I can't pass them up. I never will be able to. The little lettuce, uh, the little bun, and you, oh, I just can't ever, can't ever pass those up. The other thing that I would die to recreate is those, I want to say they're little Debbie, the pale pink heart cakes. I know you know what I'm talking about. They're kind of like, have a little like white lacy frosting on top. Oh, get out of town with those. The only snack cake better than a ding dong or a zinger are those little dubby, are they tea cakes? Now I want to look up what they're called. Um, also, I would love to get more into like, how great is the concept of a snack cake? We, we don't fully appreciate that we live in a world that creates snack cakes. I move that we push for more snack cakes. I can't think of a single snack that I eat that I didn't wish was actually cake. If all of our snacks were cake, what a world this would be. If we could all make our own true fruit and have snack cakes for snacks, 
maybe we wouldn't even need Pinterest. Maybe we would be able to heal ourselves on those two things alone. Um, Okay, on to the things that should be illegal around Valentine's Day. Um, First of all, conversation hearts. I know that's an old argument, so I'll move past that quickly. Anything cinnamon gummy um, is off the table for me. Those nasty sugar sticks that you dip in like the sour sugar and then lick. Um, Even as a kid, I was like, okay, we're wild in with these. We need to calm down. Those cherry hearts, the Brax, Brocks, cherry hearts um, is a no. Also, another thing that should be illegal, and I speak from not personal experience, but also personal experience. When I worked as a florist um, over Valentine's Day, we would get the wildest of orders from guys, usually day of, scrambling to get their girlfriend's flowers. And of all of the wild messages, some of them even would be like the dirtiest. I don't even know how this could have ever been a turn on or that these men could have had have conceived that what they wanted us to write in their card to the girlfriend because we would write it they would like submit it through an online system and then we would write it in the cards and put it in the bouquet some of them were absolutely wild they must not have known that we read them truly because if they did I don't think they would have done or said half of the things that they did but we got all of the tea so essentially I read every boyfriend's card to his girlfriend consecutively for like two or three years and so I know okay I I feel like it was a slightly concerning insight into some I'd never want to generalize some male minds and it was (laughs) slightly concerning so yeah weird weird card messages are going to be a no for me this valentine's Um, or if you want to write it yourself do that don't have some 19-year-old girl write it in a card and give it to your girlfriend. Um, we also one time had just be on the lookout. <laughs> Take care of yourself. We had a guy who ordered three identical arrangements, three identical messages um, to send. And these were not like, so lucky to have you in my life, sending it to my mom, my mother-in-law, and my sister. No, this was not the situation. This was a romantic card Uh, clear as day sent them to three different girls I kid you not or maybe it was two um but yeah look out for yourself look out for your girls also don't take valentine's day too seriously I I know I'm like jumping the gun because it's not even February um but if you are one of the people that gets anxious around valentine's day then you just do you you do what makes you feel good it does not have to be a wildly romantic couples massage or If you get more joy out of planning your own Valentine's date, do that. If your partner isn't into planning and you love it, don't be sad about it. Own it and and make that your thing. That's just my quick little, quick little thing. Okay, one last thing. I mentioned a while ago that I was running. Um, So I just wanted to, I don't know. I I felt weird about like not sharing this because just in the sake of transparency, I just... The more you hear about other people's lives, the more you realize that we are all very similar and that our minds work frighteningly similarly. When I said that, hey, I'm running again, here's here's what happened. I did start running. I started running again. It was fun. Here's what happened. My body reacted extremely poorly. It blew up. Like 
my fingers were swollen. My legs were swollen. Like I would go for a run and granted these are short runs, like two mile runs. And like, I couldn't like button my pants. Like my, my clothes didn't fit. I was like that puffy. And as much as I try to preach body positivity and body neutrality and, you know, having a healthy functional body over a body that looks a certain way, I just, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to drop in and say that it wigged me out and, and that's okay. I guess when we talk about body positivity and body neutrality, I just, I think we also need to be better about validating everyone's feelings. We need to validate the days where you feel unattractive or on days that you wish your body looked different or I don't know what it is. Um, but it, yeah, I just, I wanted to be fully transparent because I don't think we talk about it enough. I don't think we talk about the fact that body positivity and body neutrality is a trip. It is a journey. It is never something that you just have accomplished and is suddenly easy for you. And I literally, I called my mom bawling. I was like, mom, I, what is wrong with me? Like, what is wrong with my body? You know, I'm Googling like crazy. I'm like, do I have some inflammation problems? You know, am I, am I stressing myself out? And my stress hormones are through the roof. And is, you know, is this causing me to puff up? But when it came down to it, I was really just scared to appear bigger than I was currently. And yeah, I just, I guess I wanted to just put that out there and I stopped running. I, I, I got triggered and whether you are wherever you are in your journey, just wanted you to know that there are days like that and it happens. And if you have to take two steps back before you take five steps forward again, that is totally fine. I definitely did. I'm actually running again, um, got to a better place and enjoying it. My body seems to be reacting a little bit better and yeah, just, I just wanted to, it was random. I just wanted to put that in there because I wish I would have heard more stories like that when, when I was kind of starting to try to move more towards body neutrality. So it happens. Um, I did kind of pick myself up. I'm now in the place where I'm like, you know what? I will probably puff up again. I probably actually do have some inflammation issues. Um, that I mean, have a lot of allergies and a lot of allergies often correlate with a lot of inflammation. So that's where I'm at. Um, now that I've kind of just spilled my guts <laughs> for the last little bit, let's talk a little bit more about some things that you guys wanted to chat about. First of all, I just put out a question box extremely last minute. So I'm sorry there wasn't time for me to gather more. I just kind of wanted to hear from you guys a little bit. I just wanted to kind of catch up. So here are the things that you guys a couple of the things that you guys wanted to chat about. Um, I'm going to have to go back in the archives for this one second. First one says everyone should learn another language. I agree. I totally agree. I have a couple of friends who are fluent in multiple languages and hats off to them. Truly, I I don't know. I think learning another language is like the next level of... I'll back up a little bit. I think that traveling... And seeing other cultures and other people and other ways to live is one of the most important things you could ever do for yourself. And I feel like learning another language is just like 10xing that experience. So yeah, I definitely think everyone should learn another language if possible. Okay, this one says, I'm struggling with having opinions, but also remaining teachable because I don't know what I don't know. I hate this. It's actually something that I, I don't know, I, I get anxious about, you know, having a podcast because... 
I'm sure there have been so many times where I contradict myself because my mind changes or I learn something new and it can be such a vulnerable thing to be teachable because when you have formed your own opinions, it's usually at great like personal cost to yourself and sometimes like personal pain. When you really have like built up convictions, they're convictions for a reason and it's often because you've fought through things to have them. And so, yeah, I feel you there. That is difficult to be able to to acknowledge that you don't know what you don't know while also having the strength to kind of stick to your guns. I, That is a difficult place to be. I think it's also a very mature place to be, to know and to recognize, to be like, this sucks and this is hard for me to acknowledge that I don't know what I don't know. I remember, I have this very vivid memory of of being, I want to say I was 10 or 11 and I was incensed with my parents, just so upset. I, I can't even remember what it was over. And I remember my dad said to me, he was like, I, I need you to trust me because you don't know what you don't know. And I was, like I said, incensed, so upset. And, and I still feel that way as an adult sometimes where I realize that I don't know what I don't know. And I can't necessarily know it until it's time. And I talked about this a little bit on a previous podcast that you don't know what you don't know and you won't until you do know it. So yeah, I guess just sending love for for anyone in that space, which is probably all of us if we are trying to be self-aware, which kind of sucks, but we love that journey for us. This one says, can guys and girls just be friends? You know, I I think so. I think that guys and girls can just be friends. Do I think that more often than not, if there are unattached guys and girls hanging out, that there is likely to be feelings on either, on one or both ends? Yeah, I do. I do. I just think that's pretty normal. And this is like taking into account like um, friendships where one of you might be gay and one of you might be straight or you're both. I just, I do think it's definitely possible, even if you're both straight. I, I think it's possible to just be friends Um, and I also think that it's a age thing. I feel like, aren't we evolved enough? Like as adults, I'm talking like adulthood. I I think, like I said, when you're younger, I feel like definitely more often than not. I mean, like in middle school, if I was in the vicinity of a boy, I was like, there's tension there. Like (laughs) who knows how much he likes me and I just don't know. I, I don't, I think that's just something that comes with maturity. Okay, this this next one says, paid parking on college campuses. Very few things boil my blood more. I don't blame you. Paid parking is a scam. Do I also think college is a scam? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, I do. Um, Not all of it, but yeah. The way, I could make a whole separate podcast episode on this, but the way that colleges choose to acquire money absolutely boils my blood too. Um, They make parking unavailable and then they will also make you pay through the nose so that you can get to class because there was nowhere else to park. So I feel you. I see you. I love you. Um, Dog versus cat. Mm, Dog. If I could tolerate cat hair, I might have a cat. Trenta thinks that cats are the funniest animal to ever walk the earth. I don't know though. I just, there's something about dogs that I just feel like is so pure and cats are endearing but in kind of a quirky way I feel like dogs are endearing just because they're so 
unassuming and loyal. I'm a dog person. And then someone just was very, very kind. And I wanted to share this because it says you're doing amazing on the podcast, Breck. It makes my smile and warms my heart. Thank you. And I guess we'll just end with that. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for chatting with me and listening ooh, and listening to me chat your ear off. It really means a lot to me um, on my little podcast journey. So happy end of January. We made it. Let's look forward to all of the chocolate and all of the pink and red and celebrating ourselves and celebrating love and all of the things. Have a great week. I am signing off. Bye. Bye.